checking out the Anchor Faith Message Podcast from St. Augustine, Florida. Now enjoy this message. That's what prayer does. Come on, it releases the supernatural to be able to work on our behalf. Glory to God. Because God can't do anything, come on, unless we ask Him And asking comes through prayer so that the supernatural can be released in our lives. Glory to God. By faith, we make the exchange, come on, to bring heaven, to reach into that age, to bring heaven into the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's done by faith. It's done by faith. Hallelujah. How many of you have positioned your heart to be in faith? Always. Hallelujah. We've been given the measure of faith. Every single one of us have been given faith. Amen. To be able to use. And it is by faith that we walk in this life of Christ. Come on. It's by faith that everything we do, everything we have, Everything we need to produce in the kingdom of God is going to be done by faith. Hallelujah. Because we are not mere natural men once we're born again. We are supernatural beings that are tapped into the supernatural. Come on. Hallelujah. And the supernatural should become just as natural in your life when you're walking in the kingdom of God. Amen. It shouldn't just be a rare thing. No, it should be every day. Every day I'm naturally walking supernatural. Come on. In the things of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The supernatural is a part of your life. You are not mere men any longer. Come on. You are a supernatural being. We have to remind ourselves because this old flesh, this carnal flesh, come on, will try to keep us in this natural realm. But I don't live in this natural realm any longer. Come on. I live in a supernatural realm. Come on. While here on this earth. Glory to God. So we talked about the first day that we have to make sure The position of our heart is a position of faith when we come into times of prayer, right? And faith comes from what? Hearing and hearing from the Word of God. So we've got to have the Word on the matter when we come into prayer so that faith can arise so that when we come to prayer, we're not coming begging, wishing, and hoping God to do something. No, we're coming with a confident expectation. That's what faith is. A firm persuasion, a confident expectation that when I come into prayer, my God's ears are attentive to my prayers. Hallelujah. We've been hearing a lot about ears and eyes come off this week, haven't we? Hallelujah. How important it is. Glory to God. So, uh, coming in a position of faith, coming... Uh, in that posture when we come to prayer. Hallelujah. Not coming with a heart of doubt, but only belief and faith in what the Word has said to us concerning whatever situation it is that we're bringing to prayer. Amen. And then we talked about the fact that yesterday we talked about out of Philippians 1.19. Come on. That it says here, I'm going to read it again. For I know that this shall turn out for my deliverance. Glory to God. Right? Which we heard from Pastor Roddy when he ministered on that. He used this scripture. But it was connected to prayer and a supply of the Spirit. So your deliverance is connected to your prayer life and the supply of of the Spirit of God. For the kingdom of God is not just eating and drinking, come on, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the what? Holy Ghost. Or if I got it backwards, I don't know. Joy in the Holy Ghost. 
So there's things found in the spirit that we need for our deliverance and it comes through prayer. And we talked about the fact that we've got to know how to tap into the spirit to receive those mysteries. We've been talking a lot about the mysteries that God has for us in the kingdom. Amen. Things that are hidden. Come on. Things that we still need to be revealed to our lives so that we can walk out fully what God has for us uh, in this last day and in this hour that we're living. Amen. And there's a full supply of everything we need to accomplish, but it's going to come through the revelation of us praying it out through the Spirit. Whatever is ahead of us, we've got to know that when we tap into prayer and pray out things, we're praying out the perfect will of God for our lives and that the Holy Ghost then can reveal those things to us so that we can release them into the atmosphere, into the supernatural. Come on. Hallelujah. And so it won't be found any other way. Listen, there is no way that I've been able to walk in the process of my life and do the things that God has asked us to do outside of the supernatural. No one could have prepared us. It is beyond my wildest imagination and dream of doing the things that we are doing today to advance the kingdom of God and the earth. But it, had, it has been revealed through times of prayer in the spirit, the wisdom, the understanding of the things that we need. Every day we're asking God for wisdom to lead his people. Glory to God. Wisdom. Because we don't know how to do it in the natural. And if we try to do it in the natural, it'll be vanity, vain. No, we want to do everything we're doing by the Spirit of God revealing it to us and giving the wisdom to us because then we can be assured that it will stand the test of time. Because that's why we see places falter because they're doing it in their own power and in their own strength come on in their own knowledge and it's not sustainable in the kingdom of God only things birthed by the spirit will be sustainable come on it's the supernatural amen so we don't do it in our own strength and our own power but we need the spirit of God and those things are going to come through times of prayer and trusting. Every time I come into prayer, I'm trusting God. I have faith that the very things I have need of before I have even asked, He already knows and can reveal through the Spirit to me. Amen. And that's coming by faith. And coming through trusting and knowing your Heavenly Father receiving that revelation from him that you need. Amen. And so we have the Holy Ghost on the inside of us so that he can now begin to reveal the mysteries to us, those things that we don't know how we ought to pray. Come on. But when we pray in the Holy Spirit, I read that yesterday, but I actually quoted Jeremiah 33, 3, and I want to read it to you out of the Amplified Version. Uh, you know, we do corporate prayer on Sundays. How many of you are usually here during corporate prayer? So you know we've read this scripture multiple times uh, during our corporate times of prayer. And out of Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, Call unto me. And I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things. Get this. This is what the Amplified says. Things that are fenced in and hidden. We've been talking about some hidden treasures, haven't we? We've been talking about some mysteries of the kingdom of God. There's some things that are hidden, right, that it's going to cost us time. And that time is spending in prayer, that nobody wants to do anymore today. Come on. We will never get to a place that we can uh, be where we think we don't have to have times of prayer. We should what? Read our Bible. 
pray every day and sing it again. Read our Bible. Do it louder. I don't care if it seems childish. I got a bunch of school kids in here. Come on, do it again. Not good enough. Do it again. I want to hear it as loud as my Washington students can read your Bible, pray every day, and grow, grow, grow. We'll never get too old for that. Ever. It's our source of life. We will never get beyond that. Amen. And so there's things. He says, call unto me. I will answer you. That's by faith. You know that he's going to answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things. There it is. Come on. You got to have ears to hear and eyes to see things that are hidden mysteries that he needs to reveal to us that will only come through prayer. Fenced in things, hidden things which you don't know. Do not uh, distinguish and recognize or have knowledge of or understand. So the Holy Ghost, when we call on to him, when we come into prayer, there's some things that are fenced in in your life maybe. Come on. There's some things that got you in a, 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 a cage or you got those little boxes still in your life that Roddy talked about. Pastor Roddy, come on. Fenced in things, strongholds, things. Come on. And you know what the Holy Spirit's going to do? He's going to show you those things. But how are you going to respond when he shows you? What's our response? There's a better response. Come on, there's a better response. Come on. And that's called action. Doing it. Doing those things. Come on that's been revealed to you by the Spirit and not quenching the Spirit of God or grieving the Spirit of God, right? So he says that in the Amplified, or he says hidden, things that are hidden. There's some things that are hidden in the Spirit just for you, just like there's things hidden in the Word, those parables that's been hidden for you, those treasures, come on, the mysteries that's hidden just for you through His Word that's going to take time Spending, reading his word, digging things out, being a disciple, being a student of the word. But there's things hidden in the spirit through prayer that need to be digged out. Come on. And brought out and revealed for this hour that we're living in these last days. The things we need to do to know how to deal with the culture and the things that are happening in our world. I don't want to deal with these things that's going on in the world in the natural and like everybody else is. No, I want to have unction from the Holy One. I want to have the Spirit of God flow out of my heart to pinpoint and go right into people's hearts and lives and minds so that they cannot deny. That's, that's something of authority speaking to my life right there and I need to make an adjustment. This is the answer that I need to get out of my identity crisis or whatever it is that's going on in this culture of this world. Come on. You need to have it. You need to have it. You need to be so tapped into the Spirit of God that it flows out of you. That when you're speaking, you're not speaking natural. No, you're speaking supernatural things that will have a supernatural impact and demonstration of the kingdom of God in people's lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You should be so filled up. Listen, I know, uh, you know, talking about naturally supernatural just because there was a prophecy that Brother Hagan had talked about that we've read so many times in prayer uh, with our congregation that he says it'll be so natural the supernatural will become so natural to you it will be as like a bird flies in the sky come on and the fish swim in the water you're just flowing with it and you're not even conscious of your faith think about that you're just so full of faith so full of the word 
so full of the power and the spirit of God that you won't even be conscious about it. But let me just show you how naturally supernatural. And uh, Marise, I was just, I just had a remembrance of the time we were sitting around upstairs and y'all were needing to buy a house. And that, listen, it was so natural, but on the inside I had unction and I said, you'll have your house and come on, whatever, it's time. Right now, go do it. And they got it. But it seemed natural, but I knew there was unction, and I spoke it out. And everybody else around would have just seemed, oh, it's just a natural thing. You're just saying, no, it's go get your house. No, I knew it was unction. It's time, go get your house. Because God's got it. And did he get it? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Naturally supernatural. Hallelujah. This is where we need to be. And we will only be through times of prayer, praying in the spirit and letting God bring forth the things that we need to release in the atmosphere. So Jeremiah said there's some hidden things. There's some things that are fenced up that need to be broke off and released. And it's only going to come through you praying it out and getting revelation of it and releasing it. Amen. Hallelujah. And then, uh, let me read a couple of other scriptures. You know, we started this Kingdom Rise, and several of us have tapped into it throughout these sessions. Out of Ephesians chapter 1, one of the Pauline prayers, I read this on Sunday before Kingdom Rise started in our corporate prayer, and we prayed this prayer for Kingdom Rise. But having what? Having the, uh, let me start in verse... 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, for I always pray to God, I'm reading out of the Amplified, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he would grant you a spirit of wisdom. See, wisdom is connected to the spirit. A spirit of wisdom and of revelation. Of insight, again, into the mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of God or Him, it says. Come on. There's some deep, intimate, come on, things within the knowledge of God that He wants to reveal to us. Give us a revelation of insight in. But it's going to come through prayer. Amen. What's he say? By having the eyes of our heart. And we talked about this because we've been talking a lot about ears and eyes. Seeing. We've got to have eyes to see what the Spirit is saying. Right? We know Revelation says, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. So we have to have ears that are attentive. Not only attentive, but responding. Come on. But we've got to have eyes Come on, looking into the Spirit and what the Spirit is doing so that he, it says he will show you those things hidden in. What does that mean? You'll be able to see them. You'll be able to see them with the Spirit, with the eye of faith. Come on, there's things. So we've got to quit looking and keeping ourselves distracted, as Pastor Mark said, with what we see going on around us and in the world and start seeing like God sees. Come on and quit hearing all the garbage that we're hearing all around the world. Come on and start hearing what God is saying and responding to what God is saying. So he says, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, Light only comes through the word. His word is what? A lamp unto our feet. A light unto our path. So light is illumination. We need illumination. Come on. Flooded in our hearts. And it will, only, it will not come by osmosis. Even though I want that with Spanish. <laughs> it's not going to come you know what if I'm going to learn Spanish then I have to immerse myself if I'm going to understand the mysteries of the kingdom I have to immerse myself into the things of God it's going to cost me time to sit up underneath Babel or whatever it is to learn Spanish come on it's going to cost you 
So he says that your eyes would be flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope which he has called you and the riches in his glorious inheritance in the saints set apart ones. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he extended in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age, but also, didn't we heard about these ages? In the age to come, right? In the world that is to come. It says this, and he has put all things under his feet. If he put all things under his feet, come on, and we are in Christ, and we are the body of Christ, then guess what? All things are under our feet. There is nothing you are going through that God can't, come on, get you through. Period. It's under your feet. Period. We are to trample on serpents and scorpions anything that would try to hinder us we're to trample on them they're under our feet come on so there's nothing we're going through that but if we're going through something we need answers to something we're going to have to spend some time in prayer and getting those understanding getting that revelation getting there's so much god has for each and every one of us there's a rich inheritance for us that belongs to us glory to god and it won't be found by sloppy living. Amen. Come on. Wayside living. All this other stuff. It's not going to be found. And you'll never walk into the fullness of his riches. There's an inheritance laid up for us. Come on. That belongs to us right now. But we'll never walk into it if we don't take the time to dig it out. Come on. Dig it out. And it comes through prayer, praying in the Spirit. So let's go over to Isaiah. We talked about yesterday having eyes to see in the Spirit, didn't we? Hallelujah. I didn't even have, I didn't make notes. I just highlighted the scriptures I wanted to use. Um, Isaiah uh, 62. Isaiah 62 and verse 6. Glory to God. Um, verse 6. I have set watchmen upon your walls. So we have eyes that can see into the spirit realm. By faith. Come on. And he lets us know that there's, I've put watchmen on the wall. To be able to see some things in the spirit. Come on, this is not goofy or weird. This is what we've been given to do. Watchmen. People that will sit on the wall in prayer. Come on, and watch for things in the spirit with the eyes of our heart. Come on, so that we can begin to see what it is that we need to release out and do for the kingdom of God in this day and in this hour. Right? It says, I've set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem, who will never hold their peace. Reminds me of the woman that badgered the judge until she got what she wanted. Remember that? They'll never hold their peace day or night. You who are his servants and by your prayers, by your prayers, put the Lord in remembrance of his promises. Come on. Keep not silent. Keep not silent. So we're not talking about these unspoken prayers. Oh, pastor, pray for me. I've got an unspoken prayer. Well, I'm not praying for an unspoken prayer. Because nothing happens unspoken because faith is only released by us speaking it out of our mouth. Right? Unspoken prayers don't exist. Come on. They remain unspoken and undone. Come on. 
So keep not silence and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes her pray, a praise in the earth. So the point is that we are set as believers, as watchmen in prayer, to be able to see with the eye of faith, see into the spirit, to be able to bring things to light so that we can release them. Amen. Amen. And we've got to train our spirit how to see those things, recognize those things, respond to those things. When you're in times of prayer and something comes up in you, you need to respond. Because if it's being revealed and you don't do anything with it, it's pointless. It's pointless. It doesn't have an effect. We are trying to what? Make an effect and advancement of the kingdom of God in the earth, right? So we have to respond to those things that we're seeing as they come up in the spirit. Amen. Being a watchman, watching in the spirit. Hallelujah. Now, go over to Colossians. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. And I'm reading it out of the Amplified. Be earnest and unwearied. I, we, I, I touched base a little bit about this yesterday in the time of prayer. That some people pray one time, come on, and give up. But we know there should be persistent prayer. Persistent prayer. Right? So he's letting us know here, uh, be earnest and unweary. Don't get tired of being persistent like that little woman. Come on. That went to the judge. Don't be silent. You, if you want it, you better hold on to it. Come on. Faith holds on to those things that you know God has spoken to you and you've prayed and you may not be seeing it overnight. You may not be. Listen, my dad took 20 years to get born again. But I stay persistent that all in my household will be saved. Glory to God. Or have you given up on some family members like they'll never get it? Come on, we got to stay in faith for them. They'll get it. They'll receive it. They'll be born again. You're going to let people in your family go to hell on your watch. Come on. Now, I know they have their own will, but are you making power available? Power available for their lives still. Because without any power being made available, they're surely going to. But we have a responsibility. So he says, be earnest, unwearied, and what? Steadfast in prayer. That means I have a consistent, steadfast, uh, constant prayer life. It's not just when I'm having a problem do I go to prayer. Come on, like most Christians today. The only time you see them in prayer or even sometimes in church. Back in church. We got this going on in our life. Maybe God can help us one more time. Get us out. Not consistent. They're not submitted to a lifestyle. Come on. Hallelujah. I won't go there. Pastor Mark did pretty good about all that. So, a steadfast in your prayer life being what? Alert. Watchful. Watchmen are alert in the spirit. Right? They're alert. They're intent in your praying with thanksgiving. That's what the Amplified says. And at some time, pray also. You know, this is just time uh, talking about prayer. At some time, pray also for us that God would open a door for the word of God of the gospel to proclaim, again, the mystery concerning Christ, the Messiah, on account of which I am a prisoner. This is Paul's prayers, right? That I might proclaim it fully and make it clear, speak boldly and unfold the mystery as is my duty. Glory to God. You know, every one of us have been given the mystery. Now there's more, always will be more to discover. 
But we've all been given the mystery of the gospel, the kingdom. We've all been given that mystery. Amen. Now, one of our prayers ought to be is that I would be able to boldly proclaim it just like Paul. Everywhere I go, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the gospel and the power of God. Every one of us should be that same person. Well, you know, I'm just shy. I'm just timid. No, if you start praying these Pauls that prayer, listen, I, did, I didn't want to do what I'm doing, but I started getting hold of the Ephesians prayer. And I don't know about you, but boldness started rising up on the inside of me. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of power and boldness. It is not a weak, watered down, mamby-pamby, sissy, cheesy, wheezy, whatever you want to call it, Christianity. It is a kingdom of power, authority, boldness, and we're going to have to be bold in this day that we are living. So you need to get into those Pauline prayers and let that boldness begin to rise up on the inside of you that Paul had. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And actually, just to have a little side note, we actually started praying in 2007, 2008, these Pauline prayers like we heard Brother Hagen did back in years ago when he was pastoring a church. And he said he'd get up and he'd pray these Pauline prayers. And then revelation of faith, authority of the, all these things just started flooding him. Well, do you know what started flooding us when we started? The kingdom of God. And all the revelation of the kingdom is out of those times of just being praying that the eyes of our understanding, come on, that we would see, come on, we would have the mysteries revealed to us as a body. So the mystery's been revealed, but how much of it is up to you that you'll walk in, right? But boldness will always, always come when you start reading those prayers. Amen? Now, back to being on alert, watchmen, watching in the Spirit. Amen? As we are praying, now go to 1 Peter. This is our last scripture, maybe. 1 Peter... Um, I could teach on prayer. I mean, it just is amazing. First Peter 4 and 7. 4 uh, and 7. It says, but the end of the culmination of all things, which is an age, has come near. Keep sound-minded. Learn how to reign over your brain. Keep sound-minded. Didn't we hear that teaching? Keep sound-minded. One translation says sober-minded. Don't be intoxicated with everything that's going on in the world. Don't be intoxicated, come on, with the cares of this world that's going to choke you out as we heard. Don't be intoxicated with what Hollywood is doing and what all these superstars are doing. Come on. Keep a sober mind. Glory to God. These people aren't supposed to be speaking into you. Just got to say it and remind you. All this garbage is only feeding one thing. And we wonder why people are falling. Because they're feeding on the wrong thing. What you put in, garbage in, reminding you that. Garbage in, garbage out. That's the only response. Okay? So what are we keeping our mind on? We heard about We got to keep our mind, right? A sound mind, a sober mind, and self-restraint. And what? Alert. Therefore, the practice of prayer. So prayer, obviously has to be practiced. We can have 50 million, and we have 1,000 prayer seminars. Come on. Pr teaching on prayer. And what I found is there's a lot of Christians that want to hear about prayer, but don't actually, come on, practice prayer. They think they're 
people a prayer because they've been to 50 million prayer seminars. Or they've set up underneath 50 million prayer teachings. You can tell me uh, every one of Brother Hagin's prayer teachings. I don't really give a... If you're not actually doing it. Spending time in prayer. Right? Practice prayer. Because what? Practice makes... We're never going to know how to tap into the things of God and those mysteries in prayer if we don't spend time practicing. Spending time. Yielded heart. Coming in faith. Come on, every time we're in prayer, looking to our spirit to see what it is that God is saying and revealing so that we can begin to release those things by faith in the earth into the supernatural naturally. Amen? Now, I do want to read the last scripture and then we're going to pray, maybe. I, I might read this. Romans. Romans. Uh, and I tapped on this yesterday but I want to read it in a couple other um, translations I want to read it in the Amplified yesterday I read it in the King James but I want to read both verses instead of just one Romans 8 26 26 Romans 8 26 and come on here we go 26 and 27 so too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid, we already said he's our helper. He comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. What's our weakness? We don't know how we ought to pray. We don't know. We didn't know what we needed to do to plant this church and come here with nothing. But you know what we did know how to do? Pray. Come on. And knew that the Holy Spirit would begin to show us and reveal to us exactly what it is that we needed to do. This thing was birthed by prayer and by the Spirit of God. Okay? And it will always remain through prayer and the Spirit of God. Because nothing can remain without it. So it says, to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses, for we do not know how or what prayer to offer, nor how to offer worthily as we ought, but the Spirit himself, say the Spirit himself, goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterances. Meaning there's some deep things within our lives, within our hearts, within God that need to be what? Drawn up. A deep well that needs to be drawn up. And the only way we could draw it up is by the Spirit of God. Through prayer. It says, and he who searches the heart. Say, searches the heart. That's why the position of our heart has to be in a right place when we come into prayer. So he searches the hearts of men and knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, what is his intent, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's word or God's will. His word is his will, but God's will, the scripture says. So when we come into times of prayer, when this is trust and this is faith, we don't know sometimes how we ought to pray, what we need to pray in our minds or whatever the case may be, but the Holy Spirit knows. He's searching our heart and he knows what needs to be pulled up and revealed. Those things hidden, pent in, that got you bound, come on that need to be loosed in your life, or more mysteries, hidden things that God needs to reveal for us to walk into. Glory to God. And it's His perfect will. So you can be assured that when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're not just babbling. No, we're trusting that the Holy Ghost is going to reveal those things to us, and we're going to be able to see it, be on alert, uh, and see with the eyes of our heart what it is. Okay, that needs to be brought to the light and release it. Are y'all tracking? Yes. Teaching you how to practice prayer. And I can guarantee you, you will not go ever wrong. Yes. 
It's guaranteed. Holy Spirit is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Come on. You won't go wrong. So a lot of times as new believers, you don't know how you ought to pray, but if you have the Holy Ghost, come on, just start praying in the Holy Spirit. And then when things are revealed to you that you need to do, you need to change, you need to tweak, come on, you need this word, whatever it is, you need to go and talk to this person. Listen, you just trusting that it's going to come up. He's going to know exactly what you need for the hour, the timing, everything. And if you have a response to it and you actually do it and not just override it, come on, or suppress it because it might be challenging for you, come on, then you can be guaranteed you'll win. You'll overcome. You'll do the very thing that God needs you to do at that moment. Amen? Now, I want to read a prophecy and then we're going to pray. And I'm only going to read part of it. This was a prophecy given to uh, Brother Hagen in 1987 about the last days. And this uh, bottom part is concerning um, seeing and looking into the spirit, okay? So I'm going to just start on this half of it. It says, and sitting upon the horizon of times, haven't we been talking about the times and the age? Ages that we're in and ages that are to come. I'm sitting upon the horizon of times and I'm looking only in the realm of the Spirit. So here he's saying, I've got eyes looking into the realm of the Spirit. Okay? This is what we're talking about. We're looking into it. We can see it. And seeing that which transpires in the Spirit realm... For the enemy goeth about as never before, knowing that his time is short. And those shall know and those shall share. That means you need to know and recognize the hour and the timing that we're living in. And if you don't discern that this age is getting ready to wrap up and we're quickly approaching because of everything that has been prophetically laid out through Genesis to Revelations then you don't know the word and you need to get in the word. Come on. You need to be a student of the word. So you ought to know and discern the hour that we're living. And it says this. And those who know how to pray, that's why I go, because I know the time is near. We're wrapping this thing up. It's quickly coming upon us. We are living in the last of the last of the last days. There's an urgency. And so when you know it, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to be busy about the Father's business? Or are you going to still be caught up in the things of this world? Come on. Are you going to be purposeful? And then are you going to let people know, hey, the time's drawing near. I don't care if everybody says, oh, we're living in the last days 50 years ago. Because this was what, 1987? But we're closer now than 87 was. Right? Come on. So he says, those who know how to pray. We're raising up people that know how to pray, but know how to get what? Where's my prayer people? You better say it louder than that. Answered prayers. We need to know how to pray and get those answered prayers. We're raising up. It says, those who know how to pray will rise up in this hour and then intercede. And the forces of darkness shall be driven back and the evil spirits and the powers of the enemy that would encroach on the things of God. I have seen the enemy encroach on the things of God like never before lately. I have seen the enemy encroach on people's believers' lives. That have just laid down and let him have full open doors to their lives. And many of them are falling away from the faith. Like he says will happen in the last days. So I know through the word and what I see as well. That this is happening on a rapid level. People falling away. Is everybody good? Y'all alright? Can I teach a little bit? Everybody else has got to teach. I got some teach in me evidently this morning. 
It says they'll intercede and the forces of darkness will be driven back and evil spirits and the powers of the enemy that would encroach on the things of God and the people of God would be driven back. So the, th the enemy that's trying to encroach, come on. We have a responsibility as we're still in the earth with the Holy Ghost to push back darkness because when this trumpet blows, there will be not the spirit and the power of God in the church in this age any longer. Come on. To be able to push back darkness over people's lives because the enemy has blinded them. Lots of people groping around in darkness, blinded of what's going on. So blind that they are trying to completely destroy the image of man because God created man. So the enemy's number one agenda is to eradicate the human race that looked like the image of God. That's why they're chopping off body parts. Bottom line. It's a demonic agenda by the evil one to eradicate the image of God. There has been an agenda. Agenda. Come on. And we have to wake up. Stand up. Push back this darkness that's taken over. Why is it uh, being available to all these little children without parents' consent and all this agenda trying to push? Because the enemies tried to steal the, seed, the king kind seed from the very beginning. That's why abortion is rampant. An agenda to destroy the very seed of the image of God. Okay? So, says, and, and I'll, I'll die on that. I, I, I stand on that. I know that that is the wicked agenda of the end one. I stand on it says this, and so it is that the church shall stand tall in this hour. I don't see the church. Come on, can the real church please stand up? Please stand. Thank you. Glory to God. Can the real church please stand up? Rise up for the kingdom of God in this last day and in this hour. Come on. To stand against the forces, the wickedness of darkness that's trying to destroy humanity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on. Will we stand big in this hour or will we cower down and lose half the churches in the United States? Which is what happened during COVID. Y'all can be seated just for a minute. I got a lot to read. <laughs> then we'll stand up and pray. Maybe or maybe we don't need to pray. Maybe you just need to let it sink in. Come on. Will we stand tall in this hour? Shall we stand big in this hour and rejoice in his power? Looking into the realm of time. There's a realm of the spirit that we need to be focused on. Come on. Not limited by time or space. As pastor, there's an age that we can tap into. Come on. An age that we can tap into to pull in. But it's only going to be through prayer and praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. It says, yea, I looked. What is he doing? I'm, he's looking in the spirit and seeing this. I looked, I looked, I looked, and I saw the hearts of men. Oh, they were so disturbed and perplexed. And I saw a big, black, dark cloud rise up from the eastern part of our nation. And it came over the capital of our nation. And men responded unto the darkness. I know what it was and when it was and when it happened. I've said that before. The evil and wicked men shall, it says, um, oh, excuse me. Darkness enveloped the land. 
The hearts of many that know God sensed in their spirits and those of us that stand on the horizon of time shall sound forth a word of warning. And so there shall arise the mighty ones, those called of God, separated unto him. That's the key. That's kind of been a theme. Not our will, but his will. We've got to be separated, consecrated to the kingdom of God, the things of God like never before. Or we're going to miss some things. We're going to miss some things. And they shall make intercession, those that are separated, consecrated, those that will rise up in prayer in this hour. They will make intercession. The light shall shine and drive back darkness. The evil and wicked men will fall. Come on will fall. There's some evil and wicked men right now in our nation that need to fall. I'm sorry. They need to fall. And they need to fall hard. They need to fall hard. And that's a prayer. We can pray. That's not being mean. That's recognizing what spirit thereof. If they don't repent and turn from this wickedness, come on, then they're going to fall. And there will be those. And remember, it was told unto you in advance. It was told unto you years in advance that there shall be those in high places who will fall down dead. And some some shall say, oh, they would have made such a great leader. I can't understand. But those who know, come on, but those who know, you know. Those who know, you know. I'm adding a word there. No, you know. Uh, He says, but those who know. What? I lost my place. What did I say? Are you reading it with me? I've lost totally. Okay, yes. Yeah, right. Um, But those who know the voice of the Spirit. Again, ears. The voice of the Spirit. Are your ears attentive to the voice of the Spirit? Are you listening? Those who know the voice of the Spirit shall rejoice and be glad, for you will know the dark, that darkness has been stayed and the hand of the enemy has been defeated. Amen. The hand of the enemy has been defeated defeated. So there is an hour here that we are living in that he is looking for those that will rise up in prayer. Amen. That will stand against these forces of darkness. Come on, in our nation, around the world. We'll stand in prayer. We'll be able to be watchmen. We'll look, we'll see. Okay, Lord, you need me to release that. I release it. I pray it. Because you've given us the keys of the kingdom to bind and to loose. And whatever it is I need to bind up, I'll bind up. Whatever it is I need to loose, I'll loose. Come on. Because I'm going to be able to have eyes that see. Come on. Ears that hear what the Spirit is saying. And then I'm going to release it by the Spirit of God, by unction. Come on. So that it can be released and power, the supernatural power of God, things can be brought down. That need to be brought down. Amen. We have a responsibility as the church to do this. To keep pushing back on darkness. To keep pushing back on darkness. And it happens in prayer. Hallelujah. It happens in prayer. Glory to God. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, just lift your voice. Begin to pray in the Spirit. Come on. Let's just pray in the Spirit a minute. Let's just give some time for the Holy Spirit to seal some things in us concerning prayer. He wants to seal some things so that we can begin to take up this cry of intercession and begin to intercede, come on, on the behalf of this stuff, this darkness that's going on in our world right now so that we can push back 
Oh, hallelujah. Come on, just begin to pray in the Spirit just for a few minutes. Come on. I mean, what can happen in the Spirit in a minute? Come on. It, he is not confined to time. Come on. We don't have to spend 20 hours praying in the Holy Ghost. No, it's supernatural. Glory to God. Supernatural. Oh, prasikiti labasaka talabashikiti lavandose. Oh, prasikiti lavandeshte katalabasande. Oh, prasikiti lavandeshte ka. Ese kete telabasande. Come on, pray in your prayer language. Pray, release, release. Ishe te telabandose kete lavandose ke. Oh, prasikiti lavandeshte ka. Ese kete lavandose ko. Oh, brasande la mandeste katala mandeste ki. Oh, brasikiti la mandeste ka. Ese kete, ese kete la mandoso. Oh, brasikiti la mandeste katala mandeste ke. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you that you give us. You give us wisdom and revelation, Father. We thank you that we'll be able to see those things. Oh, Father, I thank you that more rapidly things will be revealed so that we can continue to release for the time is short and the things are about to close. And so, Father, I thank you that those things that need to come to pass will come to pass quickly because you're revealing, you're revealing, you're revealing. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, we trust you. We trust you. We have faith in you that we can look at the days ahead. Glory to God. Oh, we can look at the days ahead with no fear. Oh, with no fear, but faith. Our spirit's full of faith. Glory to God. Oh, sheketete la basande la basokoto. Oh, brasikiti la mandeste ka. Esheketete la mandeste ki. Oh, I thank you, Father. Oh, I thank you that auction will continue to increase in people's lives as they spend time. With you, hallelujah. Masheke la basiki la mandoro sheke. Esheke te te la basaka te tala mandoro sheke. Esheke te te la mandere sheka. Maso kombrande she. Oh, prasike te la mandere sheka. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Esheke la mandoro seke te te la basande. Oh, prasike te la mandere sheka tala basande. Maso kombrande sheke te te la basande. O prasiketila, on seke la mandereshteki, o seke te la basakata talamandero seke, masheke, eseke, masoko, o prasiketila mandereshte. Oh, that you would put a fire within us, Father, a fire within us to take up intercession like never before. Oh, Father, I thank you. Oh, I thank you that you'll just, oh, you know what? He just told me the, the word intercession means to fall upon. One is to stand in the gap, but then it means to fall upon. So you could be driving in your car, come on, and by the Holy Ghost, something can just drop upon you, and if you yield to that, he'll just say, now begin to pray. Pray in the Spirit. Come on. Pray in the Spirit. You don't know how you ought to pray, but you just had auction. Something just fell upon you that you just need to pray in the Spirit. I'm teaching you how to live a life of intercession. It is not just for me. I don't have a special gift of intercession. Every one of us have been called to intercession. Every single one of us. It is not a special gift. I've had people come, oh, I have a special gift of prayer and intercession. No, you don't have that gift. It's not a gift. You won't find that gift in Scripture. It is for everyone who knows how to pray. Can have the Spirit of God fall upon them and begin to have them just pray at times. You could be in the shower and all of a sudden... 
You have urgency to pray. Listen, let me give you an example because I'm teaching you here. Practicals, practicums, right? Everybody wants relevant, practical teaching until it comes to this. Anyway, um, practical is one time, this was back when my uh, oldest son was still in high school. He was 17 maybe, working at Steak and Shake over here off of US 1. He was driving, okay, had a little truck, little Ford, no, little Nissan red truck, hard body thing, you know. And um, it was New Year's Eve. Well, they called and asked him if he could work the late night shift. Well, you know what? Of course, he has to ask permission because he's still in my house. He don't just get to work whatever hours he thinks he wants to work. Right? So, he came and said they want me to work this late shift. And so my husband and I said, all right, you can work it. But listen, that's why you still need to be submitted to your parents when you're under their household, Washington. Because they're there to teach you, train you, and protect you. And so we told him, that's fine, but come straight home after work because there's going to be a lot of drunks on the road New Year's night, partying till 2, 3 a.m. This is wisdom speaking. We know things, guys. There's going to be a lot of alcoholic people on the road partying. So you come straight home from work. Don't go anywhere else. Come straight up US-1, we lived in the South. Come straight up US-1, go straight home. Don't pass go, right, all those things. Well, bless his darling heart. And a stupid head, Brother Hagen would say. He didn't listen. Actually, he had two warnings. Because Pastor and I, we were bored. What, what are you gonna do on New Year's, you know? I guess Brianna and Chase were home. I don't know if they were with us. We decided, well, it was about midnight. We'll ride through Steak and Shake and get a milkshake. <laughs> so guess who served us in the window? Sean. Guess who? What we told him before we drove off. Remember, come straight home. You think he did it? No. Why? Uh, this is another teaching moment. Because he wanted to be a good Christian boy and help his workmate that didn't have a vehicle and take him home. So he thought he was doing a good thing. Come on. But he wasn't in authority. He was out of his position of authority to decide on himself. Submission. That's a whole nother teaching. So, he goes, takes his buddy home. Guess what happens? Someone drunk slammed in and rear-ended him. He was at a stop sign and a person came barreling in. Rear-ended him. Well, the moral of this story is, earlier, before that time, I had decided it was probably about 1 o'clock in the middle of the night. Well, everything, all the, you know, hoopla's over with the new year. I'm getting settled in. I go to take a bath. That's my normal thing. Go to take a bath. I'm sitting in the tub. All of a sudden, it fell upon me. Intercession. I started praying in the Holy Ghost. I didn't know what I was praying about, who I was praying for. I had no unction that it was for my son. I just felt an urgency to pray in the Holy Ghost. So I start praying in the Holy Ghost, realize that it's the very time he's getting rear-ended. Praise God, they both walked out. Everybody walked out okay. But he gets home, guess what? You know, huh? He had to go pick him up because the law calls. All this stuff, picked him, 
Huh? His trucks totaled. Truck totaled. He could have, him and his kid, this other kid could have been killed. Right? But because I stood in the gap. And the Holy Ghost let me know. That's why intercession fell upon you. That's why you started praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Because I just enforced. Come on. This is how you learn. So, he gets, you know, the what for of where'd you miss it? Where was the red flags? Why didn't you call to get permission? King, he got the King Saul story. You know what that story was? Okay? Teaching moment. But this is how intercession works if we're sensitive and just yield. Wherever you're at. In your car, in the tub, in the shower, at work, right, it's sitting at your computer. Something may fall on you. You just have unction to pray in the Holy Ghost. Release it because you don't know who you're standing in the gap for. You don't know what's happening at that moment that God needs some supernatural released. Glory to God. Did you learn anything? Hallelujah. He's looking for intercessors in this hour. Amen. And this church is going to know how to do it. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want more, subscribe to our message podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Rating and leaving a comment will go a long way with helping our messages get better circulation. If you'd enjoy watching our weekend messages, visit youtube.com forward slash anchor faith. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave a comment or a like on the messages. If you'd like to find out more information about us and how we're influencing the world and help support the work we're doing by giving, just visit anchorfaith.com. 